Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Girls With Fun. How are you yes. doing today, Kalea? Um, I'm exhausted, I got no sleep this weekend, so I'm absolutely running on fumes, so if I'm not coherent this episode, apologies, <laughs> but I'm gonna do my best. How are you doing? I am okay. I've been better, I've been worse. Um, it was a Monday, but happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. Um... Saw some cute videos of Suga on TikTok, so you know what? There's small things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, usually bitter um, on this day. I have nothing good to say about Valentine's Day, because um, I'm forever single. Anyway. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, moving on <laughs> to our topics of the day. Um I have one topic before we bring up our main topic of the day, um, and okay. that is Stay Alive was released. Did you listen to the, I should say the full version was released. We got the snippet last week, um, but on Friday to 11, we received the full version. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. Been streaming to the extent that I can. <laughs> <laughs> It's been, it, I I really like the track. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than that I really like the track. I love the sound of it. I think it kind of fits the limited vibe of the webtoon that I've experienced because I haven't really been reading the webtoon. So, but yeah, I really like it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I also really enjoy the song. Um, I'm, I'm loving the evolution of Yugi's, um uh i am blanking on the term um songs that he's produced um i guess just seeing similar themes in the music that he makes and i don't know just being able to listen to a song and be like yeah that's definitely like a produced by sugar track um so i'm i really love that aspect of it and of course jk's vocals are just <sighs> absolutely perfect um so yeah so a, a great song um i really enjoyed it if you i think we've like tried to touch on this before but i don't know if we've ever gotten an answer so no pressure on getting an answer now but if you had to summarize produced prod suga sound right like how would you how would you describe it or like what's something that's identifiably his because i feel like he has a style for sure, as you say. But, like, if someone asked me to point to, like, one or two things, I don't know if I personally would have the knowledge to be, like, it's definitely X, Y, or Z thing. I mean, I think we've kind of talked about this before. It's kind of hard because he's done, like, various genres at this point. Um, and he's, like, played with a lot of sounds. But there's something about it that you can tell that it's the song produced by him. I really can't put... Um, my finger on it. Um, I feel like a lot of his songs lately have been, like, very cinematic. Um, and I don't know if that's just because it's, like, a, uh, a single for a webtoon, but, of course, the, the one from Samsung also had that same cinematic vibe. Um, that remix that he did with uh, I'm blanking. Coldplay? Yeah, the remix for My Universe, I felt like, also felt kind of cinematic, as well as, um, the track he did with that Japanese singer, Omi, I think it was his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it just, I don't know. It, I don't really know how to explain it exactly, but... Feels very cinematic. Um. I, I agree. Yeah. That's a good word. Orchestral. Uh... Yeah, I feel like he likes a good string instrument. <laughs> um, also, some drums when they're needed. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. But you're like, you can hear it. He doesn't even have to be like, for you to know that it's his song. But you just <laughs> like, you know that it's him. So. <laughs> ASMR brought to you by... <laughs> 
Girls with Fun podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great word for it. It's kind of funny because I feel like I wouldn't have expected a really orchestral vibe from him. Um, I mean, I do now, obviously, but if you had asked me even like, I don't know, two, three years ago, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. He has so many sides to him. He's so versatile. So Right. It's like if you if you listen to Wine, um, which he did for Suran, mm-hmm. and then compare it to like this. I mean, the songs just sound totally different. But I feel like Wine kind of sounds similar to like telepathy or, you know, something in that like general area. Um, or like we don't talk together like... I don't know, I feel like there's elements that, like, tie his songs together and you can, like, tell, like, ooh, like, this is a track made by him. Maybe in March for his birthday we need to do, like, a full episode on his (laughs) discography. Yeah. Well, we need to, like, finally do our, like, member episodes, like, just one member kind of thing. And, like, we totally can go through all of the stuff that he's done and, like, his background and stuff. During that episode. Is it inappropriate to start with Yoongi? Screwing up the fan chant order? <laughs> I mean, you can start with whoever you want. <laughs> so. It's interesting because I've heard people talk about, like, mostly on Twitter, like, Yoongi has the Midas touch or, like, whatever. And there is additional backstory here, which I'll get into, but I was looking into Dionysus, Dionysus. I'm sorry, I still don't know. I apologize to all the Greek mythology enthusiasts. Um, And apparently they were related in some way, like Midas and Dionysus in the Pantheon. And I was just having like a soap moment as I was sitting on (laughs) Wikipedia, just like even in the Greek god mythology, right? Because didn't Hobie write Dionysus? Yeah. Dionysus, yeah. So anyway, I was just like spiraling. But I did think of one good thing from today that's a Okay, so... On Friday, one of my coworkers messaged me, and I've been dealing with some, like, bad news in my personal life, which, like, I won't get into now, um, but I told her, she's, like, my work friend, and I was, like, telling her some of the details of it, and on Friday, she was like, who's your favorite member of BTS? And I was like, well, actually, I have three. Your favorite member of BTS is called a bias. And normally, like, I don't go into it too much, but she's such, like, a cool person, you know? Like, I'm just, like, whatever. Like, I don't know if she's trying to get me a card or... I don't know. That's kind of my, like, thought process. But she was like, oh, if you have any song recommendations, like, I would love to listen to more BTS and, like, understand more. And I got her hook, line, and sinker with blood, sweat, and tears. This is my first, like full-fledged army conversion like she was emailing me (laughs) on my personal email over the weekend like and she had like all these tabs up like I told her about toolset bangtan as like a translation lyric website she had genius open and she was like tracking each member's (laughs) lines already she was like I think I have a bias she hasn't told me who it is yet and she's like really obsessed with blood sweat and tears she went and found like two mnet music countdown like performances and she said she was just like switching through three and then today she was telling me like all about black swan on like our team chats and i'm like no i know like (laughs) but anyway i'm so happy because like i've been talking about it with her for a while like not trying to convert her but just like when i went to the concert like she knew i went to the concert and like She was like, I love that you're so, like, passionate about something. Which, like, for all locals, this is how you should be. Don't be like, that's weird. Be like, that's so cool that you're so into this thing. Like, she's just the best. So, anyway, shout out to my coworker. Um, I got another ARMY to the chat. So, we have a 2022 ARMY. So, (laughs) if anyone has recommendations about, like, additional songs to loop people in, um... Yeah, taking any and all, or performances, taking any and all suggestions at the moment. Yeah. You kind of have to almost like, okay, so what what genre of music do you typically typically listen to? Or like, 
maybe if you already know like one of their favorite artists or songs and you're like hmm okay I think you would like this song then because like BTS has had such a wide variety of music right it might not be like one song you might think this one BTS song is like everything but somebody else might listen to it and be like eh, I don't really care for it because it's not the kind of music they listen to but you just got to find that right one to like hook them in it is funny because I feel like Blood, Sweat, and Tears is that song. Because, like, even my other locals who are, like, semi-receptive to, like, BTS are, like, that's the song that they love. And, like, she really liked it. Because I did ask her, like, what songs do you normally listen to? And she was like, I would love to see BTS through your eyes. Like, tell me your favorite tracks. And I'm like, well, that's going to be a long time. <laughs> so, like, how many do you have? <laughs> like, how long is your list? What's your tolerance? You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, hopefully they're not, like, monitoring our work chats, allegedly, because <laughs> I was like, so you have the big three, and then you have big hit slash hype, and then you have, like, whatever. So, yeah, we are spiraling. But, um, yeah, yeah. Nice I gave her was... a bunch of older ones. Oh, yeah. no, I was going to say, Sorry, that's, that's nice that she was so receptive of it. I know. <laughs> and I think, I'm, like, in shock, you know, because... It wasn't even, like, actively solicited. And maybe that's the difference, right? Like, in the past, when I've tried to get someone into BTS, maybe I came on, like, too strong for someone, like, new to them, you know? I was just telling her about, like, my experience or things I enjoy. And yeah. she's like, they seem really great. I would love to get some song recs for you. So maybe you also have to have a certain, like, more casual energy that I normally <laughs> am not able to muster when it comes to BTS. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we don't have to talk about this too much, but I'm so happy. And if I fully, like, bring her into the fray, I will provide periodic updates on my coworkers' descent. <laughs> <laughs> or ascent, however you want to view it. That'll be cute. Yeah. Should we get into our main topic, since I know we're keeping a very strict timeline today? <laughs> or trying to? Yeah, might as well. Uh, do you want to introduce it? Yes, I would love to introduce it. Um, so this is a topic we kind of meant to talk about the last couple of times and just kept forgetting. And then after we kind of were thinking about it, we were like, it could be its own episode. On February 1st, Vice released, um, a short documentary. I think it was like 15 to 20 minutes. Um... And an accompanying article. And the title of the article was, I Trained with BTS, Here's What It's Like to Be So Close to Making It. Um, and it features um, someone named Kim Ji-hoon, who um, had trained alongside BTS in their early days. And so I wanted to talk about the documentary, and then you suggested kind of expanding it out to talk about other K-pop artists who are almost in BTS. Yep. Uh, you watched the documentary more recently than me. Do you want to kind of kick us off there? Or, sorry, you were about to say something. No, uh, that's fine. We can start there. Um, I literally just watched it, so I hope it's fresh enough in my mind. Um, <laughs> I guess initially I was kind of apprehensive <laughs> about <laughs> watching this, because, I don't know, it, it seems like, kind of clickbaity um it also mm -hmm. seems like it could be like uh a touch of clout chasing i don't know so i was a little apprehensive um i'm just weary when it comes to um other people who may try to um profit off of bts success in some way or you know people who say that they were really close to them but they might talk down on them in other forums i don't know this guy so i don't know what he's like or um you know if he's mentioned bts uh and his other endeavors i know he's on youtube and stuff i don't know how he speaks about them but i don't know i was just a little apprehensive before watching but after watching it it wasn't that bad um but again, I don't know how he is on his YouTube channel that he has or whatever. So, um, he seemed like, you know, a, a pretty decent guy. Um, 
So I guess basically it just started off telling about his, uh, his, um, journey into becoming a big hit trainee. Um, and this is like, of course, before they debuted. So this is, I'm assuming this is sometime before 2013. I don't remember if he gave any exact dates. Um, and I'm also assuming this is like after the like initial BTS lineup that was uh, like going to debut sometime around 2010, where it was like a pure like hip hop group. Um, but yeah, he just tells like a story of I guess how he uh, would like train with the members, um, and I'm assuming other trainees. Um, he came from, I'm assuming it's like another town called Wanju. I don't know how close that is relatively to Seoul. Um, but he said he went to go sign a contract, and I found that interesting. I guess I didn't really know how it would work, right? Um, I don't know what the process is like for becoming a trainee. You go and you sign this contract, and like, what does the contract say? Like, what was the contract for? Because if he didn't make it into BTS, like, what was he signing up for? Just to be a... Like, just to be a trainee with, like, no guarantee? Like, was the contract just saying, like, we're gonna pay for you to be, like, training under us? You get, like, room and board? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I was curious about that. Yeah. I know that they have trainees sign contracts this would be interesting if any of our listeners have been into k-pop for a super long time and i don't want to wade too much into like speculation as i don't have experience with that but i have heard of like really predatory in some instances contracts that you're signing when you're like 13 or 14 years old and in the case of some idols at other companies i'm not saying hype slash big hit i don't know what they're criteria are or were at that time uh so like numerous disclaimers here but um in many instances like you if you do debut it's kind of like R&D right I think we've talked about this to a certain extent in the past so if you do debut in some instances you have to pay back the costs that were incurred in like raising you up and like so idols who at least in the past at other companies who have debuted and been like somewhat successful many of them don't actually make that much money on aside we've also talked about this aside from music shows paying like next to nothing right or anything right um they often don't make any money from their albums or their like music videos it's mostly from like commercial like sponsorships and stuff because so much of what they earn goes back into the company so anyway i'm not saying that's the case here but i know historically in some instances, that has been the case. Well, that's what I was curious about. Because if you come to the company and you train, but you don't make the group, do you have to pay back <laughs> that money? Like, you don't even get the chance to, like, work in the group to pay back the company for, for yeah. like, the time that you spent using up their resources. So I was curious, like, you know, you go and you sign this tr contract... And they put you in a dorm with, like, eight or other people or more. You might be sleeping on the floor. <laughs> like, you're barely eating. You're, like, training like crazy. And you're also going to school at the same time. Like, now you're kicking me out the group. And do they want you to pay them back for that? Like, <laughs> that's what I was curious about. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could be viewed as, like, a risk, right? Every investment or R&D, even at, like, a normal company, there's a risk your idea won't work. So maybe if they release him, he's off the hook. So it could just be a contract that kind of lays out the terms of the agreement. Like, you can't sue us if you don't debut. Even if you sign this contract and give up all this time, you know, and live this really intense lifestyle, there are no guarantees of debut. Just as, like, a CYA for Hybe or Big Hit, right? Like, so people know what they're getting into, potentially. Again, I do not know. I don't know how many times I can say I do not know. This is pure speculation. But I agree it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so he goes on to talk about the dorm situation. Um, they stopped by the dorms, I guess, so you could see, uh, well, you couldn't see inside the dorms, but 
the outside building and uh, he was talking about the rooming situation and I was more surprised that he actually was like rooming with BTS so we we what was that uh, during Festa or maybe that was some other interview I can't remember what it was but not too long ago we discussed about how um uh, BTS mentioned that like there was like 30 people that could have been a part of BTS not all at once but maybe like you know a bunch of different people that were switching in and out of the group um at one point and it sounds like he may have been in you know those dorms that we like watched BTS essentially grow up in on like Bangtan bombs it sounds like he was in those dorms and like rooming with them um he said that he shared a bunk with J-Hope on the top bunk and then on the other side there was uh RM and Suga and then on the floor which floored me was that was crazy that's what I thought you were gonna say I'm like why are the babies on the floor I was like, okay, it, it would be, like, pushing it for me. <laughs> this is why, one of many reasons I could not be an idol. It would be pushing it for me to live with, like, seven or eight other people. Like, I don't know. I had to do the undergrad dorm thing for four years at my school because it was in a rural area. So you had to live on campus all four years. And it was, like, old school style dorms, not even apartments. So it was, like, three girls in a room. And, like, there were definitely some, like... I don't want to lean into the, like, girls are crazy trope, but there were definitely some fights of just, like, having three people in a room. So I can't even imagine eight. But then on top of that, to not have a bed, you're telling me that I get to live in this apartment and I don't even have a bed? Or, like, I know futons or, like, you know, roll-out, like, padded blankets can be common in Asia. But, like, they better have effing had a futon. He didn't talk about it, but I was like, they don't have a bed. They're sleeping on the ground. Like, no wonder they slept in this studio. Like... (laughs) <laughs> is it even a place to live as much as like a glorified mailbox like what is that i yeah i don't think they had a bed i'm i'm wondering if it was even like a pad on the floor or if it was literally just like blankets on the floor but i'm like dang they went through it like i'm spoiled i need a bed like <laughs> I, could, I would not i, I would not Woo, i could not have signed up for that that's crazy yeah It seemed like, too, when they... I don't want to jump ahead so you can keep going, but I got the vibe, like, you were talking about, you weren't really sure, like, when he was in the dorm. I don't know, but just how it was portrayed. It sounded like he was one of the final people cut. If he was in those dorms, right? Yeah. And, like, the restaurant owner knew him as, like, a member of... A trainee of BTS, right? When they go to that restaurant. Right. Um, I don't think the restaurant owner recognized that other guy that he was with, which was kind of hilarious, but, um, <laughs> and awkward. <laughs> I was having a little bit of secondhand embarrassment, but, um, yeah, it, the way they, that this was framed, it made it sound that he was one of the last few people cut. And in that article you sent me, um, which we'll get to, I guess, in a bit, it, um, said that they were originally considering debuting with eight or nine, so, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It sounds like he was right on the cusp, like <laughs> like the title of the video was. Um, I mean, unless they like may have switched in with another member, I, I'm not really sure. Because we, like, we know like Jimin was picked last to be in the group. So, if Jimin was already there then I'm like, then that means that they almost had, like, the final lineup. Like, he really was almost in the group. So, I don't know. Um, I also found it interesting when he was talking about how he basically got booted from the group and that, I guess, the office... uh, You only get called to the office in the company if uh, there's, like, something bad that's going to happen. And he said he kind (laughs) of had a hunch, and they pretty much told him, like, yeah, you're done. Um, which I'm sure was heartbreaking. Um, I wonder, like, what it was, right, that Big Hit felt like, no, you're not making the cut. Like, like what about it? What was he potentially, like, lacking in, or... Yeah. 
He did say he felt like he wasn't leveling up the same way the other members were. Like, he was kind of stalling out. Um, but I don't know if that was in dance and vocal. Like, what... In what area was he not keeping up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just felt bad. Like, after, after he said he got kicked out, he was like... Essentially, he was, like, spiraling. Like, he wasn't doing well in school and stuff like that. He was skipping school. Like, I'm sure he said his, like, mom had, like, I don't know, she passed out or something from, like, the stress of him getting kicked out of the group. I'm like, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to go through. Did he say, I don't remember this, did he say how long he was a trainee for? Like, how much of his life, of his, like, youth did he potentially, like, give up? I don't know. Was he there for, like, a few years? Like, a couple months? I feel like he said he was there when he was 18. And they graduate when they're 20, right? And he said that he went to, I'm assuming his and Namjoon's graduation? Yeah. So I'm going to say maybe around two years? That makes sense. I might be wrong. I found it interesting. He said even after he was kicked out, he went, he snuck in one time and like brought them chicken or like they were still hanging out. And he said at their graduation, like he was chatting with the other members. Like, I don't know what that is where they like, Hey man, congrats. Or like, was it, <laughs> you know, like more in depth, but I guess overall I was kind of spiraling watching this. And I was telling you this like via chat, but just thinking about like, if it was him, or Jimin, or it was him, or someone else, like, how close it was to having a BTS, because I can't envision any member of BTS, like, not in the group, you know what I mean? Or, like, I can't really envision a different lineup. But then, I was also spiraling, like, he was saying, you know, he's not really jealous of them. I mean, he might not say that on camera, like, how could you not be? But he was like, I'm not really jealous of their, like, fame or money, but just that they get to stay together and how he doesn't really, like, talk to them anymore and, like, or he can't see them. And that kind of had me spiraling because why can he not see them? Is it because they're so busy? Are they, like, not allowed to keep in touch with him? Is there more to that story? It just... I'm not famous, so, like, how could I know what it's like? But yeah. to, like, drop the people that knew you way back when is kind of... I'm not saying they did that, but I'm just saying, like... People naturally fall out of touch, I guess, but I guess short version, it would be cool if they could still, you know, yeah. reminisce with people from back in the day, but maybe it's difficult. Yeah. I, I was wondering um, what that meant, too. It's like you said, like, what's the reason for why they can't talk now? Um, I feel like famous people usually tend to gravitate towards the people that they knew before they were famous because there's right. some kind of, exactly. like, familiarity <laughs> there. Um, so I'm like, is, I don't know, like, what's the reason? Did he just not, he doesn't have their phone number anymore, so he can't get in contact with them? I'm pretty sure they've had to change their phone number, phone numbers, numerous amount of times. Um, That's true. People acquiring their phone number when they shouldn't have it. So maybe they just lock, lost contact that way. Or maybe he's not that nice of a person, um, and he's gassing it up to make it. <laughs> seemed Maybe. like you know yeah. they were like besties but they were kind of like eh, you know you all right but <laughs> I was gonna say like even if you lose your phone or like someone changes their number like that's why Instagram exists or like Twitter or like mm -hmm. I understand their Twitter DMs have to be insane as well as their Instagram DMs at this point but like someone at the company wouldn't check and see like oh hey like one of your old friends or you know this person is reaching out to you. Like, there would have to be a way. Unless something else happened. I don't know. Yeah. So, we'll never know. Yeah. And I still feel like, no matter how close they may have been in those dorms, there's so much that happened after they debuted that I feel like Bangtan essentially, like, trauma-bonded. Like, there's... You did experience... No. <laughs> like, I mean, kind of did. Like... You didn't experience all that they went through, right? Like, you were there for 
you know, the hard parts of training, but I'm sure it got even harder after they had to debut and, like, maintain all the things that they learned during their training, but also, like, now you're doing it in the public eye, right? So, yeah, that experience together is going to be totally different from the experience they were having in the dorms, especially as they continue to grow, like, even closer. So, I mean... Even if he did, like, meet up with them again, I don't know if it would be the same as when they were together, you know, eight or so years ago. That's a good point. He was not there when whatever they went through in 2018. He hasn't experienced saucings to the same extent. You know, like, he was there for the formative, like, early days, but there have been other formative experiences since then. So that's a good point. It could also be awkward, right? Like, you have... This brings me back to Jin saying he doesn't have friends, which is, like, sad. But in other comments they've made, like, your trauma bonding comment made me think about this. Like, it does have to be so hard to be them, right? Like, rich people problems are still problems. Like, celeb problems are problems. And and they're constantly under a microscope. And suddenly you're super rich and you're super famous. And this guy you used to know who's kind of, like, struggling as an intern at a government office in YouTube, like, wants to hang out, like... In an ideal world, you would do so, but maybe there is, like, a weird vibe or some, like, unsaid feeling. You know, like, I don't know. There, yeah. it, it could be super awkward, potentially. Again, purely speculating, but just because you had something in common when you were 16, 17, 18 doesn't mean you have something in common in your, like, late 30s. Or, like, yeah. late 20s, early 30s. So Yeah, yeah. I did feel it was kind of weird. I mean, I'm jumping way ahead to the end. Um, he was talking about how he didn't, like, he didn't want to be in BTS, but from the way he was speaking, it kind of sounded like he did, or essentially he yeah. was saying that he just wants fame. That's why I was like, eh, feeling a little weird about this interview, right? Like, he's like, yeah, I want to be as famous as them. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, buddy, but, um, I mean... More power to you. I don't know. I just felt it was kind of weird. He was like, so I'm like, are you doing this interview because you want everyone to know that you were almost in BTS, so you're hoping that people will go and flock to your YouTube channel? I mean, I guess self-promo do you, but I don't know. Felt a little weird. I, I honestly, he, at one point, he said something about, like, I used to talk about it back in the day when they were just starting out, like, oh, hey, almost debuted or something like that. But then as they got super famous, he didn't talk about it anymore. I And he didn't really say why, which, like, obviously he's talking about it in this Vice interview, so also, okay. But, like, <laughs> I think it has to be, like, super annoying or in some way. I don't say this to, like, mock him or or make anyone feel bad but like somewhat embarrassing right like every conversation for the rest of I, I guess he could choose right like if you actually don't talk about it then how would people know eventually they would stop asking but mm-hmm. I'm sure like if you met someone who had met BTS and lived with them I'm sure you'd be like what were they like is it like how did it it seems like do you have any crazy, like, behind-the-scenes stories? Or, oh my gosh, like, you are so close. What happened? And, like, forcing you to relive over and over and over one of the most, like, difficult parts of your life. Like, that's honestly pretty crappy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would be talking about it, at least after a while, if I had had, like, a really bad or, like, traumatic experience after leaving the group. I'd probably want to, like, never mention it or move on, you know? But I did kind of get... Um, a little bit of, like, I just, I don't know. Like, maybe not even clout chasing, but honestly, I I felt bad. And I don't mean that in a negative way to, like, put him down, but he was saying how, like, his early 20s were the best time of his life, or his, like, late teens. It's kind of like people that peaked in high school or something, right? (laughs) Like... You feel like your best days are behind you? Like, you're really stuck living in the past, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure at some point we all experience that, or we feel like, oh, like, things were better at XYZ point. Like, I'm not saying, 
live in like absolute delusion but to focus so much on like this one moment of your life to the detriment of like the rest of your life like what happens if he doesn't make it as big as them which is like a very high probability I'm not saying for him to like give up his dream or like work on his YouTube channel but is he just gonna keep thinking about this missed opportunity, like, you almost have to find a way to move on. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, there's so much more to life. Um, but you, you ever have that, or have, or have you experienced some, like, traumatic <laughs> experience in, like, sixth grade that probably really wasn't that traumatic, but whatever it is, you're so embarrassed by it, but you can't, like... You can't get over it. Like, you lay down at night and you're like, why is this bothering me yes. right now? I'm like, yeah. if I'm, I'm a Virgo, the answer is yes. If I was him, I could not look at BTS. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> Toronto. I could not look at them. I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't make it into that group. I'd be like, tussling with my brain at night before I go to sleep. Like, just feeling like, embarrassed and sad that I didn't make it into the group for whatever reason and second guessing myself so um I hope he's getting therapy (laughs) (laughs) he might need it um one thing I do want to mention was the the meetup with the other um ex-member of BTS which I found really interesting um how they just kind of slid that guy in there um, no mention of his story. We have no idea at what yeah. point he was in BTS, when he was a trainee. Um, they just sat down to eat. Um, and like you said, it was kind of embarrassing that the... <laughs> um, the older guy working at the restaurant did not know who he was. Um, so I'm assuming he was not there eating with BTS all the time. Like, maybe he really didn't make it that far. So I'm like... Who's this guy? Like, why are, they, why are they bringing him in here? Um, and they both made a comment about how if they were in BTS, the group probably wouldn't be where it's at right now. Um, because uh, the other guy, who I think had a similar name, which is Ji Huan, not Ji Hoon, the um, Ji Huan said that his, he didn't have enough passion that the other members were more passionate than him um and like that's why he didn't make it and I thought that was a really important um point that he made about how passionate BTS were I mean we always talk about it right but that just goes to show how how much of a defining characteristic that was for why we had the BTS members that we do have today. Um, you know, it you could be good at rapping, you could be good at singing, you could be good at dancing, but it's like, are you passionate? Like, are you all in for this? And it seems like uh however many people that tried out for BTS weren't as passionate. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so interesting. That's a good point. I I struggle with, like, if I had been in BTS, they wouldn't be as popular because that's kind of a counterfactual or, like, would you know any different? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard for me to, like, accept, but I hear what they're saying about passion. Like, it's interesting that that guy, he seemed, like, whatever. He was just there for, like, the interview and a free meal or something. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know that, right? Like, I don't want to make light of his experience when I know nothing about it, but... I mean, just the way they portrayed him in this, like you said, they didn't go into his backstory at all. They didn't elaborate on why he left and he just seemed like really unbothered. So I felt even less weird for him than I did for like Jihoon, the main guy interviewed in this documentary. Yeah. It's interesting. You had said something earlier. I want to at least address it. I'm mindful of the time. That, like, maybe we don't know and maybe he, like, wasn't a good guy. Like, again, we just don't know. But there were 
a bunch of other people, like you said, 20 or 30, and you found an article that highlighted 10, right? I think it was 10 other people. I think so. That could have been in BTS. Some of them are pretty famous in their own right, and some of them I think people will know. Um, others may not. I think um, one thing I just want to flag is like, for a lot of these people, if you can, you should definitely do your own research because a lot of them are not great people. So I think from from that alone, the group could have had a lot of scandals potentially or like other issues um, to say the least of it. And we debated like how much we should go into it, but this is not really about that. Um, and also we would have to put like a ton of content warnings because some of it's like pretty bad. So yeah, just proceed at your own risk. Um, we're going to go into it here a little bit, but more research and discussion definitely warranted. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that I feel like there was two phases of <laughs> what could have been BTS before um, BTS actually debuted and that there was like the like pure hip-hop group that it seemed like uh, Big Hit was initially trying to start out with and then there was a transition to I guess of uh, what more of what we know BTS as today, or at least from when they debuted. And so a lot of the people on this list are from um, that initial lineup um, and from the original rap group that um, Namjoon was in at the time. Um, I believe is pronounced Denam Kyup. Um, Forgive me if I'm saying that incorrectly. Um, but yeah, um, this group makes mention of Iron. Um, he was originally supposed to be in BTS. Um, he a, was a pretty popular rapper. He was on um, Show Me The Money. He plays second. Um, and I mean, he was really good at what he did. Uh, again, like we mentioned, not that great of a guy. Um, and he's passed away, sadly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, he's kind of one of the members that I think about the most, um, that could have made it into BTS. Um, mostly because of his background and things that I know him for, which are not that great, but also I think about, you know, how does... No, I'm doing feel maybe this is something we don't even include, but I, I I just always think about how does how does he feel and maybe even the other members of BTS as well, um like, you know, Yoongi and and Hobie, like how do they feel having been so close to someone and you know, even though they, they didn't make it into the group, like this person has now passed away, like how do you cope with that? Um I mean, I've never, like, lost a friend like that. And, you know, I don't know how close they were after he departed from the group. But I guess I just think about, like, I hope that they're okay. Because we didn't really like, see anything from them when that news came out. So, I think about that a lot. Yeah, and I had wondered if we would, because they've made statements, like, when other celebrities have passed in general... And I remember them attending, I mean, one funeral in particular comes to mind, right? Um, but they have attended, like, other celebrity funerals, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've thought about that, too. Um, yeah, given that they were from the first phase and it was, like, purely a hip-hop group, I imagine this was, like... I don't know what, 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. pretty early on. So it, it's, by my guess, a super long time, but I don't know if that matters in something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if they, like, kept in touch at all. Maybe not. I don't know. And they may feel differently. And given all the scandals and issues that Iron had, maybe the company was like, however you feel personally, like, publicly, we're not 
making an announcement or something. I don't really know how it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we have another member on here. Um, Eleven, who was also in DNH crew, um, I believe was a part of that original lineup. I think this is the guy that was in that four thing show that was calling Namjoon ugly. So I don't have very like good thoughts about this person. <laughs> um, I think this is him. It might not be, but I really think it is him. Um, and I cannot get that out of my head. Um, I think it was him and Supreme Boy that was sitting there calling him ugly, and I'm like. <laughs> The crazy thing is, like, Supreme Boy is still, I figured we'd talk about him later, I don't want to skip Eleven, but, like, Supreme Boy is, in theory, still their friend. And ARMY, in general, do not really mess with Supreme Boy. There has been a lot of threads about his past comments, his past behavior, songs that he's worked on, and, like, they are still pretty close, like, at least in a professional capacity. Like, of course, we don't know for sure, but he's worked on a lot of their, like, super big hits, right? And he worked on Hobie's mixtape with him, and he's just been, like, active throughout this process. But I didn't realize Supreme Boy also called Namjoon ugly, which, like, that's your friend. If you go on a show and call me ugly, like, I will come for you. Like, however you feel about my appearance, do not go speaking about it publicly. (laughs) Like, please. I, I think, Maybe I'm just vain. I think it was him. I may be remembering it incorrectly. I think it was those two. Um, I could be wrong, so maybe we need to fact check this before we post, but... It was it was a few people from that crew who were on there calling Namjoon ugly, and I'm like, how about we fight? Um, I don't know. I mean, it is the truth that Namjoon has had a mad glow up, but was he ever ugly? No. No, and it's just so hard to hear because that was, like, an entire narrative that was going on until I feel like BTS really started getting popular in the West. Like, it was an entire narrative about how, like, unattractive certain members of BTS were, like, Namjoon being one of them. And I don't think that was, like, coming from, like, just aunties. (laughs) I feel like that was, like, within the fandom, like... I don't feel like everyone is, was as OT7 um, as they say they were um, until, like, in, in recent years. And I definitely think it's for the best. Um, maybe we weeded some people out that needed to be, like, weeded out because <laughs> I did not like that. I did not like that. I mean, they would, they would like, rank themselves. And I didn't really like when they would do that either. But I mean, like, it's different when you are, like, joking amongst friends. And maybe that's what was going on between Namjoon and the other two guys. But it just kind of felt, like, kind of salty. Like, they were taking digs at him for, like, being in a group that they chose to not be a part of. And I just did not, I did not like that. But whatever, like, if they want to continue a relationship with Supreme Boy, like, that's not my choice. I can't have any say in that, but... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah, of course we have no say. This is my personal opinion. So, like, I'm not telling BTS what to do. Do not call me a manager, ARMY. But it is counterintuitive that everyone is, like, BTS, these, like, liberal kings. Or, like, these progressive kings. And, like... I don't know. Supreme Boy has had, like, numerous issues, right? And, like, it comes up again and again and again. And to be 100% honest, I was having a hard time finding, like, really up-to-date threads on him or, like, up-to-date information. But, like, I tend to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? Where, like, he just seems like a really questionable dude. (laughs) He might be a great producer. He could be, like, I'm not undermining his production skills, right? He's made some absolute bangers, right? Mm -hmm. If people still say that. That feels like a 2015 slang. But, like, yeah, he's just not it for me. So I'm with you there. Um, Anyway, sorry. Circling back to 11, it says he's now... He's still rapping. Um... 
yeah, I mean, I'm not familiar with any of his, any of his work, but good for him. Um, <laughs> there's another um, potential or ex-member here. Adam, I have no idea who this person is. I see him in a picture for Show Me the Money 5, which I'm pretty sure I watched, but I do not remember him at all. Uh, but looks like he debuted in Top Dog. Um, which I am familiar with. Um, there's also another, there's two other people here that were, no, there's one. Another person <laughs> that um, also debuted in Top Dog. Keto, I do recall hearing them speak yeah. about him quite often. Um, yeah, Keto, it's interesting that two members of former baby, baby Bongton, like fetus Bongton, pre Bongton, right? Proto Bongton, ended up in Top Dog. Like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't really know how it works to jump from company to company I know you can but for two of them to end up in the same group was kind of interesting yeah um it says that Adam was also part of JBJ which rings a bell but I don't know I don't know anything about <laughs> so I feel really fake yeah I'm not sure either uh there's another person here Suwong saying that right um it says that he debuted in boys republic which i am familiar with but they've been on a hiatus since 2018 um i don't follow them closely so i'm not sure why i but i do recall that group we're almost out of time um, yeah. there were a few other people that auditioned for big, to be in BTS, uh, but didn't get in, including Reddy, um, who in this picture that this article posted, he looks like he's like 10 years older than Olive Bangtan, which is, <laughs> I don't well, know if that's true or not. That's the interesting part about the original, like, BTS lineup. I feel like most of them were, like, all, like, older than... <laughs> so, the original lineup included the rap line, plus these, like, additional members. I don't think Reddy was even going to be... Because it says he was never accepted into yeah, the final cut. So, get, I don't... I think he yeah. just auditioned. Um, but, like... Yeah. And I'm not sure how old Reddy is. But, like, a lot of the members, like, they were, like, way older than BTS. So, I'm like, this would have been, like, a totally different group. Not only would it have been, like, hip-hop, but it would have been, like, catering to, like almost a completely different audience um so i find that interesting yeah um and like if you know k-hip-hop like you know who ready is um so I, it's just like it's just 1985 it's just funny like thinking about ready being it's just funny what uh they said that 11 was 10 years older than the oldest member so 1982 crazy in this article yeah um, they also have but yeah, ready. Loco here. If you know K-Hip-Hop, you know Loco. Um, super popular, um, rapper. Mm -hmm. They have him as here as a K-Pop rapper, and I feel like that's offensive. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not a K-Pop rapper, he's just a Korean rapper. But anyway. A rapper who happens to be in Korea. Yeah, yeah. and he won Show Me the Money the first season, I believe. Yeah, it says it here. He won the first season Show Me the Money. So, um, super popular. Um, they also have Basic here. Again, like if you know Korean hip hop, Basic was also on Show Me the Money. I cannot remember which season. I feel like he was on possibly two, if I recall. But he's definitely on one of them. And did he make it to the end of, he might have been like, yeah, second or something, um, that in one of the seasons, right. but yeah, uh, and Benzino, like, again, another like crazy, <laughs> huge Korean rapper. I feel like if you know one Korean rapper, yeah, Benzino, that I'm, like, potentially. It's like. 
I cannot imagine this person being in PTSD. It's just funny. Like, it's just funny. Uh, oh my god. Um, that original BTS lineup was gonna be nuts. Like, it was not gonna <laughs> sound anything like BTS today. Uh, what do you do at a concert when every song is a cipher? <laughs> so it's like on one hand, it could have been like dumb fun. But I also think about like, you know, if they had debuted a group like that, would they have been popular? Because again, I feel like folks were not feeling the hip hop like that when BTS came out. <laughs> Like, initially, I felt like it took a while for people to get on the BTS train, in in Korea at least, right? I feel like BTS out the gate had, like, a lot of, like, international fans. Um, but I feel like it took a while for Korea to warm up, and I feel like that was pretty evident why it took until I Need You for them to win. And, like, you get to I Need You, and that is a completely different song than No More Dream. Um, you know, so I feel like if they had went down the path of like doing like like hip-hop for real like you know maybe they could have been successful um well would they have been on bts today level of success i don't know probably not yeah i also wonder like bong pd like has been very clear and the or the narrative in general has been very clear they were always trying to build a group around RM, mm-hmm. something about him, right? So imagine like a 30-year, 35-year-old man, 40-year-old man taking raps from like a 15-year-old. <laughs> like, I just think there could have been some like ego problems or like, yeah, why is he writing all our raps? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or... Well, when did... And, again, a lot of these people have had some kind of scandal, so who even knows what would have happened to the group. Jeez, yeah. Not even to, like, get into that. Like, the group probably wouldn't have lasted because of some of the people that are in the group anyway. Um, Or that would have been in the group, I should say. Um, But this is a tangent, and it would probably, like, extend this episode far longer than we want to, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, when did they... When did they select, like... Namjoon's gonna be the leader, right? Like, would he have been the leader if he was in this in this group with the these other older members? Because, like you said, you have this kid who's like nineteen trying to tell somebody who's like almost thirty <laughs> how to like behave and operate in the group. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this would have been a group of like really strong minds that would have had a tough time, like coming to, like, any kind of agreement on how they should do things together, right? Or how, like, what direction they should go in with their, like, raps and stuff. I'm assuming most of the people on this list, like, already, like, write their own stuff, right? But that doesn't mean that they're all going to be in sync. So, I mean, to have a successful group, you have to have the members be in sync. And I don't feel like any of the people on this list (laughs) would have meshed well together. (laughs) So, maybe it's for the best. Um, this is also a quick tangent, and we are over time, so we can wrap it up quick. But, okay, I understand why Zico of Block B, formerly of Block B, was not on this list, um, given that he was not part of BTS, but he, I know he and Namjoon were part of the same crew back in the day. Was he part of DNH crew, or was it some other assortment uh, of I rappers? thought it, I'm kind of confused. I'm kind of confused about when DNH crew started and I did see some of the members that was in it and Zico wasn't mentioned. So I'm going to assume that that was like prior to DNH. Um, gotcha. Like, Namjoon and Zico knew each other, but, um, that is an interesting point because now I believe, is it KOZ Zico's label is now under Hybe. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, there might be some collaboration there in the future, or even if they just, like, might run into each other in the hallways or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I do remember that collab stage they did with Block B. At... I was just about to mention that. Was that, that. Mama? 
Yeah, was it 2015? 2014, 2015, one of those. 2014, okay. One of those. Yeah. I just remember that, like, fiery red-haired Namjoon had. Yeah. <laughs> Well, was it, did they do a collab, all of the members, or was it, like, a rap, I'm, like, remembering a rap battle between RM, formerly Rap Monster, and Zico. It was a, <laughs> it was a rap, I, was it a battle? They were on there rapping. I don't feel like they were, <laughs> they weren't. I don't feel like it wasn't rapping at each other because Namjoon was rapping about another idol. <laughs> I won't bring it up, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he was rapping about another idol, um, so I don't feel like they were rapping at each other or, like, battling necessarily, but it was, like, a, some kind of rap collab, but then I do remember all the members coming on stage together, though, at the end. Yeah. What was that stage where, I'll like, Jimin ripped his shirt off? <laughs> It was the same mama. It was the same so mama. So was that the same stage? Because <laughs> um, there was some, like, there was some battle going on there where, like, Hobie and Jimmy were like battling another battle? group. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was a battle, probably. So, like, like, you're dancing, we're dancing, he's rapping, you're rapping. It probably was a battle, but I just know that Dumdu was not talking about Zico in that rap, so <laughs> that's why I was like, was it really, like, a battle, like, with each other or you were like <laughs> what it could have just been like who has the best flow yeah. or like the best beat or we're like feeding off of each other and not like i am directly dissing you. yeah yeah i'm dissing someone else you just happen to be here <laughs> basically um <laughs> anyway everyone go watch the 2015 mama stage <laughs> 2014 oh uh, we need to do like an episode on like their best, like, award show stages. Because when I tell you I lost my mind watching that, I think I was watching that in real time, too. Nuts. But anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh, good old times. Um. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No. <laughs> no, I think my no thoughts had empty thinking about <laughs> rap, monster, Zico, battle. Um, so... This was a really fun episode. I enjoyed it. Um, I I always kind of think about, like, the what ifs, right? And fate and, like, who has fate and who doesn't. And this is, like, when I'm not sleeping at night staring at my ceiling. Like, what is fate? Do I have fate? Do only some people have fate? So, like, watching this Vice video, bringing it all the way back around, I was kind of freaking out about it and thinking about, like, just the absolute randomness of everything. Um, so it's fun if existential to think about, but I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, yeah, it is fun to think about, but I think it's pretty evident that <laughs> BTS are best as the seven that they are now. Um, could they have made it if maybe there was a an additional member or two, I should say, could they have made it to the, at the level that they are now? I, I'm not really sure. Um, who knows? If we're thinking about multi, multiverses, universes, there's some, <laughs> there's some timeline out there where there's, you know, was it Jihoon? That was his name? He's in the group. Yeah. He's the eighth member. Um, but who knows how they're doing. Um, there's some timeline out there where the 2010 iteration of BTS still exists. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to like visit that timeline just for a brief, brief interview, exactly, just to see what's up. <laughs> yeah, let me just be in the dorm room for one second just to see how that is going because I don't think it would go well. But it's just funny thinking about them, like you know, in recent interviews, how they've been talking about like having an eighth member of BTS, and they're always like, "No." <laughs> Ooh, that's the knife in the wound. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh. But I don't know if they mean like no for somebody joining now, or just like <laughs> you know, no to like anybody else that was possibly gonna be a part of BTS. Oh man! Yikes. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, let us know your thoughts. What do you think about um, 
BTS potential lineups. Um, any thoughts on the interview? If you did watch it, um, please let us know. But that'll do it for today's episode of Girls With Fun. And we will see we you will see next, you next week. time. Bye. Bye.